In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And I just always look forward to spending my Monday afternoon right here with all of you. So thank you so much for being here on the Million Dollar Mindset today. We have a great show lined up today. You know, we know that there are billions of people who are interacting in social media sites regularly, right? And some are out there for fun, just connecting with family and friends, and some are out there for profits. And today we're here to talk about why you might want to be out there in social media because there are still so many businesses whose owners aren't sure about how to create a strong following and and, uh, how to really get out there and raise brand awareness and create a loyal following, and we're going to talk more about that today because with a growing number of businesses creating their mark in social media and demonstrating a stronger bottom line because of it, the argument continues to grow in favor of building a social media crowd, and so if you don't know why or you don't know how, you're in the right place because we have a fabulous guest here today, just one of my absolute favorite people in the world, PR and crowdfunding specialist, Joy. Schaffler. She is here today to help us figure out how you can build that strong following and why. So we're going to introduce you to the concept of crowdfunding, if you aren't familiar with it, and uh, some other really important reasons that uh, building that crowd could help you grow your business. So if you dabble in social media but you're not sure how to do that, this is a good place for you to be. Joy Schaffler is the principal of Leverage PR, where she and her team help high-performing startups to raise capital and achieve growth through creative publicity strategies. And she also teaches at a number of organizations, including Startup America and many other crowdfunding-specific industry sites. So I would love to welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Joy Schaffler. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Marla. It's always such a pleasure to, uh, I'm an honor to be able to, um, you know, speak to your audience and, and Million Dollar Mindset audience and answer questions, and I just, I love to help. <laughs> well, you're always fun to have on this show. I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge and expertise and information, and, um, 
I love the idea of really getting out there to our audience today, the why and some of the how in the crowdfunding, because I don't think that everybody sees the the strategic capabilities of social media. I still get, you know, even though social media has been so, you know, available to us for a number of years, I still get, well, the, the classic, well, you know, why, why do I want to know what people are having? for lunch, right? And so we've got some pretty compelling reasons to build that crowd, and we're going to talk a little bit about how. So I know that we are going to talk about building this crowd because it's great to uh, create brand loyalty, and that's, that's one of the reasons we're going to look at today. So how do you see small businesses out there, in particular small businesses? And we can talk about some, some larger um, corporations as examples as well, but what are some of the favorite ways that you see people out there building brand loyalty? So, I mean, I would just like to echo what you were saying first, that social media absolutely um, absolutely can permeate every aspect of a business as well as people's social life. And I'd just like to give two two quick examples before um, you know before we launch into it. On the personal side, a friend of mine, friend I've known for you know almost my entire life, just had a house fire, and you know that she's a massage therapist. He's got his master's in environmental policy, not two of the highest paying jobs in the world. Um, and they, their insurance did not have, um, did not provide enough money to do a rebuild of their kitchen. Crowdfunding campaign was launched, reaching out to people's social networks. And they're, they're halfway to getting new kitchen cabinetry, which they could never afford before. And social media is a way to, to share and engage with your base. It's a way to reach people that with news and, and giving them opportunities to take action on your behalf or, or help you or to meet your overall goals that, that people just didn't have before. Um, not in this way, not in a way that's so visible creating this fan base, creating brand loyalty, creating ways to to sell your product and to reach new people and and fund and grow your business in ways never before. For brand loyalty, it is it is crucial and it is crucial from a number of ways. Um, first of all, letting people letting people know your brand is your company's out there and um, just just having visibility. So everybody wants people to know who they are and what they're doing. Um, social customer care, so social customer service. If, if there is a company that you're working with and um, or, you know, you're looking to work at a company, work with a company, you're going to go out and Google search them first. Social media sites um, are some of the highest ranking on Google. And so, you know, if you type in leverage PR, one of the first things you're going to get is our LinkedIn profiles, our Twitter profiles, and that's the same with almost any company or person. What's going to happen is they're going to go and they're going to look at what, what are people saying about you and what are you, are you saying out there in the world. Well, if, if your customers are, are sitting there and they're talking about your brand or your service or their experience with you and it's negative, then, then the chances of you actually getting more customers are going to decrease because they're seeing that you can't take care of the customers you have, even if that's not true. Um, if you're interacting with those customers offline, so say somebody 
is tweeting, you know, Time Warner, Time Warner is awful, um, you know, had horrible experience. And if Time Warner then contacts them via email offline to help them, people don't see that. All they see is, wow, Time Warner is awful. But immediately, if you go on there um, as a company, as a brand, and say, I'm so sorry to hear that. How can I help you? How can we fix this? What what happened? Let's let's fix this. People people can see that response, so it can go either way. Um, it can it can affect your brand positively because they see that you're proactive. Everybody knows we're human. Things happen. Um, service outages or you know product failures or or a number of things happen in life and in business. But the the way social media can have an impact is you're showing. Um, people, how good your service is via the social channel. Yeah, and I saw a great example of that the other day. I was on the uh, Zappos page on Facebook, and, you know, there are a number of customers. They use their Facebook page brilliantly for customer service and building that brand loyalty, and someone had just very nicely put in there that they were having a problem on the website, and immediately the Zappos team responded and, and the problem was resolved. And, of course, that now raving fan comes back with, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you answered, and I just love Zappos, and saying, you know, my favorite shoes are from Zappos, and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, bam, it's it's just amazing. It makes you want to go to the website and buy, 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 you know. So talk about strong brand loyalty. Uh, they are certainly brilliant at that as an example. Yeah. And it doesn't have to come from, you know, it, it's not just on the, their site. Whoever is posting that, mm-hmm. the interaction can be shown on, on their site, on their Twitter profiles, um, you know, on, on their different social media channels. So it's really, it's really a dot, you know, all of the people in their network, all of the people that they touch and influence, it's, it's a chance for you to market to them by, um, just by doing the things that you do every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was speaking to someone just the other day, and we were talking about demonstrating your corporate culture through social media. And what a strong strategy that is because you're sharing who you are. People love to buy from people they know and love. And uh, this particular company, this gal is a um, marketing uh, agent at uh, this particular company. And, you know, they are young and ambitious and energetic, and they love to have fun. And it's a photography company. So on Fridays, they go out, and the, the, the photographers is part of the, uh, part of the team and, and the whole staff. They go out and they find these crazy out-of-the-way places to shoot uh, team pictures. And then they post those through Instagram, and the things go crazy. Those pictures just go viral for them within their community, that is, and, and their community grows. So they can look forward to that growth every single Friday, that growth in their crowd, because people love seeing them have fun. People love, you know, seeing these creatives behind the camera, and they just want to hire them for their, their wedding or their event, and they're having fun with it, too. That that is a great point. I mean, it's it's showing the personal behind the brand, so everybody sees, um, you know, everybody sees your your advertising efforts, and people don't believe advertising. Right. And that's why that's why PR works. <laughs> yeah. And that's why social media works is because 
you know, you you read an ad and and you know it's an ad. You know, oh, well, that whatever somebody just wrote that. Um, you see social media and you're seeing behind, kind of almost behind the curtains if it's done right. You're seeing, you know, what the team members think and you're seeing the inner workings. You're seeing the customer service. You're you're essentially seeing a lot of the the front and back end systems of a company or a person or business, you know, and whether it's what they had to, to eat for lunch that day or, you know, that their company goes out and volunteers for loaves and fishes on Fridays or yeah. once a month or, but yeah. team, you know, team morale building events or that their CEO is a marathon runner and, and did a marathon in the Arctic. I mean, there's so, we're so many joy, we're gonna I'm going to interrupt you real quick. We're going into a commercial break. We'll be back with Joy Schaffler in just a few minutes. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. If you've ever been confused about the facts surrounding non-surgical rejuvenation and cosmetic plastic surgery, we're pleased to introduce to the Rockstar Radio Network audience, Spirit Lift, Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, host Kim McKenna and plastic surgeon Dr. Sadi Irfani will help dispel the myths surrounding this exciting field and lift the veil of mystery on a very important topic. With advances in nutrition and self-care, many of us want to look as young and vibrant outside as we feel inside. Plus, listeners will be able to call in live and share their questions and get advice on the air. A show where you will learn how to look and feel your best and be your best. Join us to have your spirit lifted on Spirit Lift Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Don't forget to check out this week's ink column if you're a pushover, constantly saying yes. Stop rolling over when you're asked to do things not in your own best interest. And this column will show you how in three simple steps. So please make sure and visit inkinc.com slash author 
slash Marla hyphen Tobaga for that and some other columns. And I'd love your feedback and your questions and uh, all that kind of fun stuff. So you can always reach me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And as one of the very few crowdfunding experts out there, our guest today, Joy Schaffler, works with the top leaders in crowdfunding and investment firms and high-potential startups to build their crowd and create great opportunities through the power of PR. And she is here with us today. We've been talking about um, building your brand and brand loyalty in in social media. And Joy, as a crowdfunding expert that you are, and there are so few out there, talk to us now a little bit about let, why don't we actually start at the very, very beginning and, and just uh, do a short introduction to crowdfunding for those of uh, our guests who don't really understand what it can mean for their business. Of course. So, um, crowdfunding is, uh, you know, some of you guys may have heard of the Kickstarter model, which is basically that, and, and a company called Pebble Watch um, is a great example of that. And through um, companies and platforms like Kickstarter, what happens is companies will go on, they will essentially do a pre-product sale of their, um, of you know, say they're, they're launching a new watch or a new video game or um have a business that they, you know, even an ice cream shop that people can help them start their business or expand their business, and they they buy vouchers or pre-product, you know, or the products beforehand in order to um, help them fund the uh, the growth of that. A great example is a a grocery store that was crowdfunded in Wisconsin. The community did not have one. They started a Kickstarter. Um, campaign, and it essentially crowdfunded a grocery store for their community. The members of the community who wanted a grocery store all donated and, you know, got vouchers for free groceries or, you know, other other giveaways or hats or T-shirts or whatever um, as the reward for donating to this. Well, um, the secure and, – and the reason why I know about crowdfunding is um, – I used to raise capital for a living before I launched Leverage PR, worked with investment firms, helped startups make the ink list, and uh, have written about crowdfunding for publications like Entrepreneur Magazine, as well as um, dozens of other high-profile industry blogs. And through some of my connections, um, the the gentleman who got the Jobs Act passed which was used to legalize equity and debt-based crowdfunding became clients of our firm. Um, they wrote, they literally wrote the bill, um, wrote the language that was in the crowdfunding bill, and were there when the president signed it. Wrote crowdfunding for them is the whole nine yards. So, um, what you know, what we're sharing is kind of the latest breaking news on crowdfunding. What crowdfunding essentially does is it allows investors to to invest in your business, and it's really an equity-raising campaign. So instead of going out and um, launching a private placement memorandum, doing basically a, a capital raise using a private placement offering, you would be going on to a crowdfunder, early share, one of these other crowdfunding platforms, and um, listing your company in this, in a deal room that you would go and you would invite investors into. Now, a lot of people think, oh, great. Well, the investment community investors are going to see this and they're going to invest in it. 
the data coming out of these sites are that 80% of people who actually invest in your company are, are people who know you. No, um, no project has ever succeeded unless that at least 30% of it came from people within their network. And so what that means is you need to build your network and have a strong network in place. That's both on and offline. It's very important to build that online network because those are going to be the people who are going to be visibly seeing that you are raising capital. Um, now, crowdfunding, what, what it does to general solicitation laws is it essentially releases the ban on general solicitation. Some people think that this can be a bad thing because they're afraid of fraud. Um, but the way that crowdfunding has been legal in the U.K. for two years, in um, Australia for seven years, there hasn't been one case of single successful fraud in crowdfunding in either of those places. And the reason why is because social media is a disinfectant. You're, you're connecting to all these people in your social networks, um, all these people who know you, and, you know, industry experts as well as investors, and they're all kind of discussing your company via these social profiles and, and the terms and your assumptions, the whole nine yards. And so for companies that are looking to raise capital, what this really means is that um, you need to start building that network now. You need to really understand what investors are going to be looking at, make sure your, your social media profiles are strong, not only from a branding perspective, but what you're tweeting about. If, if you're just, you know, kind of tweeting sale tomorrow over and over and over again, you're not making any sort of real connections with people and they're going to just unfollow you. Um, the social channels are really about bonding with people, creating a dialogue, um, connecting with them, asking questions, engaging them, and that's how you're going to be more most successful um, with your campaigns. You know, people who really want to learn more about this, there is a, a crowdfunding boot camp in Las Vegas, October 9th through the 11th, where it, it's really going to be teaching people how to how to, you know, not only increase their networks, but how to make sure to execute a crowdfunding campaign within the law because there is a lot of pieces to it. And so, you know, if any of your, your listeners are interested in this, I would really strongly advise them to, um, you know, to attend or to get out there and, and seek some help um, because it can be complicated if they are thinking about launching a campaign. Yeah, and I'm so excited about the boot camp um, because our listeners are going to have the opportunity to meet both of us there as we participate in a panel discussion, and uh, you and I are going to have the opportunity to meet. So yes. some amazing <laughs> people will be there, including you and I. <laughs> and so, Peter yeah. Shankman from Harrow is going to be there, and yep. um, the gentleman who got crowdfunding legalized, Jason Neeson uh, Sherwood. Uh, uh, Jason Best and Sherwood Meath and, you know, just a lot of other very amazing speakers and, you know, um, including Marla. So, yeah, this is, it'll be a fun event. I'm so looking forward to meeting all of them. And for more information on that, you're going to want to go to this website, crowdfundingroadmap.com slash bootcamp, crowdfundingroadmap.com dot com slash boot camp 
And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun and deal with a ton of information that is going to be valuable to you. Even, I think, really, even if uh, you're not certain about the prospect of crowdfunding, it's, it's important to come because you may see a new perspective after, after listening and after learning and meeting people at the conference. So that's going to be very exciting. So, so yeah, this is another reason we, we need to build our crowd, not just through social media, but uh, through, through other means as well. Joy, can you talk to us a little bit? Can we take this out of social media for a little bit and talk to us about building the crowd outside of social media? Any tips there? Yeah, and um, you know, I would say just getting plugged in with people in your industry and within your community. Um, you know, as silly as it sounds, going to business networking groups, uh, BNI groups, chamber of commerce meetings, just find places where your customers are located and strategic partners would be located both. Um, you know, within the community and industry as a whole. If you're finding, you know, one example is South by Southwest for um, for our business. We have found so many high potential, you know, well-funded startups and, and people who are really our target audience um, at these events. And so, you know, we we went and signed up to be speakers at, um, at South by Southwest and, and always go every year because there's just so many amazing connections that we can make for our business. We can, you know, every time we leave, there's there's 100 business cards of potential clients as well as amazing strategic partners that we use, that we can use to grow our business. So I would say as, um, you know, as business owners, we really need to look at those uh, those events and those places where we're meeting the most high-profile um, and, and, you know, best connections for our companies and really monitor that. I mean, attach metrics to it. If you're going to an event, if you're sending your salespeople to an event, you need to make sure that there is a very substantial return on the investment to that event. If, if they're only meeting, you know, if they're meeting 10 great people at one and 100 great people at another, you know, maybe you don't necessarily need to fly into all those places or have them attend all those events every week. Just just target the best performing ones to really get that maximum return on investment. And that's the same with, with PR. That's the same with any activity that a business does, social media. You you monitor what is what has the highest impact. Um, with programs, there's, there's one for social media called Hootsuite. Mm-hmm. You hook up all your social media accounts. It tracks what um, what tweets or what Facebook posts get the most results. And if you're seeing a lot of click-throughs or a lot of new connections being made off certain types of posts or tweets, then you want then you know that those are more popular and people are engaging in them. And so everything's in- incremental. You you monitor stuff and you adjust your messaging and content to build your network. Yeah, that's that's all great advice, and uh, Hootsuite is a wonderful tool. So make sure if you're not utilizing Hootsuite or another third-party tool like it to check it out, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E.com. And uh, it's not a difficult tool to set up, so it can really serve you well. We're going to go into another break in just a few seconds, and when we come back, we're going to touch in 
on how to use social media to do some some market research to test your products and and even do some pre-sales a little bit more on that with Joy Schaffler from Leverage PR. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Togenet.com. Are you ready to get your woohoo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio. Love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. central on Togenet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, Business at the Pursuit of Happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with the principal of Leverage PR, Joyce Schaffler, who has actually helped early-stage companies raise more than $20 million and to make the Inc. 500 list, secure Fortune 500 accounts, and experience amazing growth all through creative publicity and marketing strategies. So we are talking um, to the expert of experts here. Joy, I'm so glad you're here with us today, and thanks for that introduction to to crowdfunding and um, um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm so excited about the boot camp and seeing you there, and I really believe in this effort, and I'm so excited for small businesses 
all over the United States because this is just going to open up, uh, you know, something that hasn't been there ever before because you can't simply walk into a bank anymore and say, you know, I have this great product and uh, Walmart has consented to buy it. Here's a PO. Will you give me money? They won't do that anymore. But there are a lot of people out there with money ready to invest into companies like that. So thanks for that introduction. Is there anything else we need to cover on that before we move on? No, I mean, you know, crowdfunding is just, it is it is changing finance like crazy. There's there's a company, IPO Village, that is actually starting to do pre-IPOs direct to the public. I mean, it, where a person oh. can go sign up, get put on a waiting list, and, and get a piece of a pre-IPO that before was only available to, like, the top 1%. You know, the rich keep on getting richer kind of thing. So it's... It's really crazy. Now, we're basically democratizing access to capital here in, in America, and I just think it is, you know, the coolest thing ever that people can get in on the ground floor as well as, you know, if you know somebody and trust them, you know that they're a hard worker. You know that they're, they've got a great idea and that they have the network and the work ethic to um, – to make it succeed, I mean, it, it is powerful. And the, the real thing that crowdfunding does here, and I think, you know, the reason why, why people should really um, see the importance of it is when you're raising capital, it's very expensive. It costs anywhere between, you know, twenty-five dollars to $50,000 to do a, a private offering to be able to raise the capital. Well, most of us, you know, most small businesses out there, they don't need that much money. Maybe they need 10000 or 20000 or 30000 to get their business to a place where they can have that, that new employee to be able to take on more work. And that's really what it's about is giving us, you know, as entrepreneurs, as people in the small business community, opportunity to, to succeed. We hire 50% in the small business community, we hire 50% of the workforce that have access to 1% of the capital. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. This is about moving the needle. And so, and your social networks, the most important part of it, your networks and your social networks. Right, yeah, absolutely. You have to have that crowd. As you said, there's that 80-30, you know, so we have to build that crowd before even trying to move into crowdfunding or, you know, any number of things. I mean, there's just, I saw a uh, a client of mine actually yesterday on a Sunday, and the results astounded me, who put out a survey asking for some feedback on, on which direction to go with a product. And within, whole oh, an hour of putting out this survey, now, mind you, this particular client has a pretty small crowd yet, but it's a loyal crowd. After an hour of putting out the survey, on a Sunday, 56 responses, done, did the survey, thanks. 56 responses. You can't get that kind of feedback anywhere else and just at your fingertips. That is so true. I mean, one of social media is amazing for products pre-sales, for market research, finding out what does your client base want, what would they pay money for. If they're responding and they're giving you feedback and they're telling you, change this feature, change that feature, you have a, a history that you can turn back to once that product is developed and say, hey, 
thank you so much for your feedback. We implemented, you know, we made this change. Would you like to test our prototype? Would you like to test out our new service, you know? Or, hey, you know, we made these changes to the product and just want to let you know it's now available for purchase. Thank you so much for your input. I think we created a really great product with your help. And so yeah. there's so many marketing opportunities that are not spammy that come out of that. I mean, people do not want to be spammed. I can't, you know, all of us, nobody wants to be spammed. We have enough to do without getting an unwanted marketing email. But if we if we took the time to, you know, to care and to um, give our feedback and opinion and it went into a product, how many of us would be interested in seeing what our advice created? Uh-huh. Then, then you're vested. So you are, you are basically creating customers that are vested with a vested interest in the product they helped create. Yeah, and that's so exciting. And oftentimes when I speak to people about crowdfunding and about doing market research through social media, they say, well, why would people do that? You know, why would people um, want to give another company money or why would they want to give input? And and you hit the nail on the head when you said because then they become vested in something they believe in. And people like that. People like to feel like they're a part of a community uh, and outside of their, their world. Right, and this gives them the opportunity. I once worked with another client. I have all these client examples. It's so much fun. Um, I once worked with another client who had a product that served one single need, and yet it seemed to both of us that that product could be so much more versatile, and we brainstormed some ideas, and, and then I said, why don't you go on in to your you know Facebook and LinkedIn connections and put the word out there, asking people, put, post a picture of the product and, and ask your crowd what they think. How would you use this product? And she got some amazing, amazing ideas. And you know what? She went from a $1 million company to a $2.5 million company in under a year based on those suggestions. Wonderful. And, and that's, I mean, that's exactly... That is exactly the power of social media, exactly the power. And, and of course, your customers would want to help. They're buying the product. Yeah. How, you know, if you could tailor make something that you needed to fit all of your needs, you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. If you're paying the money anyway, why not make it perfect? Why not make it meet more needs and more, more versatile? So it's, it's just it's a win-win, and that is social media. It, that is what social media is about. It is about creating this this huge audience that you have access to. But it's it's work and it's time and it's engagement. Yes. Yeah, it is. And I'd like to touch on that. We're going to come back to the engagement, the work and the time and the how-to uh, for our last segment. We've already touched a little bit on customer service, and, and we used some examples um, in Zappos and such. Is there anything more we want to cover on this customer service uh, piece before we move on to our, our fifth why? So. So many companies do not respond. They don't do social customer service. They have, or they don't check their Facebook, or they don't monitor their Facebook. They're just not paying attention. Um, they see it as just kind of some outbound channel that they should pr- 
paste, you know, promotions on. It is not that. Please, please, if you're using it for that, stop. (laughs) Um, It is an interactive tool. And so if anybody, and I just can't stress this enough, if you ever get get people who are commenting on your social um, customer service channels, you need to respond publicly. Um, They they criticized or, or said they needed help publicly. You need to respond publicly as soon as possible. And it is not, you know, something that you necessarily just want to throw to an intern who may or may not be checking it. Make sure your staff knows the importance of it and, and have some fun with it. Um, but, but definitely customer, you know, if people are commenting publicly, please reply publicly as soon as possible to make sure it, your brand does not get tarnished. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, you know, I experienced something like that one one time when I put out an ink article, and unfortunately there was a typo in the article. And, um, you know, I have a managing editor, but we're all human, right? And those things get passed. And um, to, to make it even more unfortunate, it was in an article about being accurate. <laughs> so... It was a real faux pas, and someone commented down at the, you know, in the comment section right on, you know, ink.com about the typo, and it was a sarcastic comment, and I can't remember exactly how I replied, but I replied right there, right there in on that forum in, in a very friendly and uh, even uh, kind of fun way and I got the error corrected and pointed that out and you know I got so much feedback about that how wow I would have been so angry and and oh it's so great that it it was really it ends up being great PR just great PR it really is I I couldn't agree with that I couldn't agree with that more it is all in the way you handle a situation and and that's how it is in life right we we all make mistakes we all you know, say and do things not perfectly. We are human. Uh huh. <laughs> but it's the way that you handle it. It's the way that you that people see you deal with things when they don't go right. It tells you more about um, whether you want to work with somebody than when they do everything perfectly. Yeah. It really does. It does. Joy, we're going to be going into a break in about a minute or so, and our last point is sales for for actually, you know, prospecting and sales. And, again, we are certainly, please, not, not saying to go out there and to make your page and your, your tweets all about you, all about you, because that's not the way to do it. But we're going to come back with just a few tips on, on sales and prospecting and social media, and then we're going to use the, the bulk of our final segment with some tips about how to grow your crowd because that's an important piece to grow a loyal crowd and it might not even mean numbers in the thousands it's just growing a loyal crowd that's most important and increasing those numbers uh, comes along of course as well and if you want to learn more about Joy and Leverage PR you can go to the website at leverage-pr.com dot com leverage hyphen pr dot com and you can find me as always at Marla Tabaka T A B A K A dot com. I always welcome your input and your ideas and your fabulous feedback. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millat, at 11, 10 Central on Toginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette on toginet.com. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed, like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And don't miss next week's show because we have another fabulous guest next week, Mike Michalowicz. Now, Mike wrote a very successful book, The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, and his new book is very intriguing. It's called The Pumpkin Plan, and Mike starts the book by saying, holy crap, pumpkin farmers hold the secret formula for big-time entrepreneurial success. So that is sure to be a really fun show. So join us next week here on The Million Dollar Mindset. And today we have with us Joy Schaffler of Leverage PR. And Joy, I think a natural byproduct of building a strong, loyal crowd and treating them well in social media is sales, is increasing your bottom line. It just does. It's just, it's a natural part of that process. Um, But there are many do's and don'ts that we want to watch in social media if that's a part of our strategy to increase that bottom line. Let's talk a little bit about sales and and prospecting in social media. What do you have to say to that? Well, I've got some amazing personal examples Mm -hmm. from within my own firm. Um, you know, we're, we're very active. You know, we, we drink our own Kool-Aid at Leverage PR and, mm-hmm. um, and, and with social media. One of, the, um, one of the people who reached out to us for a proposal 
was um, looking for PR. They were uh, thinking about opening an office in Austin and um, represented Aston Martin and Hilton Hotel and some of the other biggest brands in the country. Um, they They asked our firm for a proposal because of the social media presence and because they saw us on social media. And so, I mean, the amount of of connections and the amount and the type of connections are phenomenal. Another example is a um, New York Times. I, I read a, a phenomenal book. I, I kind of am a little bit of a one of those granola people, and like I, I like to read about cleansing and fasting and all this other stuff. Um, well, I read a book called The Clean Program and really enjoyed it, and had you know as I often do have have ideas for people as I'm reading their things and just sent a tweet to him via social media, the author, saying, have you thought about this? Ended up doing an engagement with one of the best-selling authors, um, and and he's actually a doctor to Demi Moore and, and quite a few other really high, Gwyneth Paltrow, other high, high-level people oh. in the country, um, and is incredibly, incredibly busy and a very wealthy, um, successful man by just by just reaching out to him via his personal Twitter. The thing with um, social media for sales, especially in a service-oriented business, is your people can reach the top people instantly via Twitter. Twitter is the most powerful tool. It is not about lunch. I mean, <laughs> it's about, it, it is about reaching out to these decision-makers automatically, um, Twitter is not your email account that gets jammed full of spam. Twitter is, if you you tweet to somebody, a lot of times they will directly be checking those Twitter boxes. And because it's only 140 characters, if you can say something that is compelling to them, the chances of getting them to respond, no matter how powerful, are very high. We have had... um, The editors, you know, I got one of my clients as a regular contributing person to TechCrunch by tweeting to an editor that I could not reach for the life of me via email because emails are so clogged these days that people don't respond unless it's critical. But Twitter, you know, if you can compel them in in 140 short characters, you probably will get a response. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got a ton of those type of success stories myself. And I always say that social media has a whole new social etiquette attached to it. And it's just, a, it's a mindset. You know, when someone who uh, is on the same social media platform or in your network and LinkedIn or Facebook, when they direct message you, you answer. It's it's just a courtesy, and I don't care if you are the the S, you know the 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 president, the CEO at at a large company. Oftentimes, these people answer, and the connections are amazing. And the other thing I see in my practice of, of fabulous use for social media, and and when we say social media, we have to remember that we're including things like YouTube and podcasts and blogging and and things like this as well. And and because I do all of that. When a 
prospect comes to me for coaching, when someone comes to me, they are they are a very qualified prospect. They already know me. They feel like they know me. They've been following my ink articles for a year and listening to my podcasts, and, and they say, they don't come in saying, so, you know, sell me on coaching. They come in and say, Marla, I'm finally ready to coach. You know, when, when can we talk? And, and so there's that piece of it as well. That is such a good point, um, such an amazingly good point. You are showing people what you can do and how your products can help them and, and basically pre-selling yourself. It's informational selling. It's giving, showing how good you are, showing the, the depth of your knowledge, showing how your, your solution can help people by giving examples and by doing case studies and then sharing those via social media and, and other people when they have a problem what is the first thing we all do? Research. <laughs> we go to our computer and start, you know, Google or Bing or whatever your engine is. You yep. start typing away and, and trying to find solutions to your problem. That is what 99.9% of us do is we look online. And so if you are using, if you are blogging, if you are using these channels, people are going to be already pre-sold by how you're marketing yourself um, by providing informational content via your social channels. Yeah, yeah, you have to be there. It's, you know, if you're not in social media or you're not active on your accounts in social media, I always say it's akin to, you know, buying an expensive ad in the phone book and not putting your number or your email in that ad, you know. And this is the new phone book and, and much more. So let's move on over and spend the, the, the last few minutes of our segment here on how to, uh, some tips on how to build a, a loyal crowd in or even outside of social media. What is, what is your advice? So there's a couple things. Um, you know, first of all, and, and this is kind of basic, simple, but make sure that all of your profiles are connected. Make sure that you have social media icons um, on your website that people can follow. Make sure that you your blog has social media icons and that everything is linked up and connected. If not, it's just a, a, an opportunity missed. Um, that, you know, that's one of the first things. The second thing is making sure that you are putting out educational um, content. You know, content is king, and these, these are really channels to make sure that you're saying something that people are actually wanting to hear and that they're reading and interacting with. If, if you're noticing that nothing is getting clicked on and you're having a lot of people unfollow you um, or, you know, either of those things, look at what you've been posting the last couple days and start adjusting that. If you're noticing, wow, I got 10 followers this week and last week I got two or 100 followers and last week I got 10, look at, Look at times when your percentages of followers are going way up or people are clicking on a lot of links and see what you've been posting so you can kind of adjust your strategy accordingly. Um, you know, that's, that's ways to build your network. Engaging with people. If you're following, you know, follow people back who are, um, who are good potential customers or partners or, you know, comment on what they're saying. It is an interactive tool. If everything is going one way, if you're never reposting, if you're never sharing, um, if you're never making comments on people's stuff, then you're not you're not seen as an engager. You know, it, it's all about. Um, and Marla was saying there's etiquette. There's definitely etiquette. It's it's you no know, don't 
don't be selfish. Share. <laughs> you know, share their content. It's not just about you. It's it's about um, it's about them just as much as it's about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it is. That's an important piece to remember that these relationships evolve over time as well. Um, someone who's very influential on the social media. Um, in the social media, retweeted one of my ink articles this morning. And, uh, you know, I had I had tweeted some of her things in the past, too, and we even met years ago once face-to-face, but I doubt that she'd remember that. Um, but, you know, I took a moment to thank her and, and tell her how fabulous I thought it was that she shared. And in return, what I get is a direct message saying, I am happy to share your wonderful work, Marla. Please send me a couple other pieces that you've done that you uh, are very proud of, and I'll make sure to share them in the near future as well. And your numbers wow. grow. Yeah. And and your numbers grow as a direct result of building these kinds of relationships. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's engagement is, I think, really on the top. But, but with that then comes the question that I always get, Joanne. We only have like two minutes till the end of our show here, so we'll address this really quickly, is, wow, you know, how much time does that take? And and for me, I'll just put in my two cents real quick. If I spend 20 minutes a day in social media, I've achieved a lot, and I have a strategy. I go in on Twitter, and I say, okay, I'm going to follow three new people. I am going to find three tweets worth retweeting that I love, and I'm going to share one thing about you know, me and, and, or, you know, something that I am doing, one of my pieces or whatever. And I have a strategy like that for every platform that I participate in. And really and literally, it can be done in 15 to 20 minutes a day, and I get great results. So what's your advice? I would fully, fully agree with that. Um, And I would also just add to that, utilize tools and technology. Hootsuite will allow you even if you can only do it for 20 minutes first thing in the morning, you can post, utilize Hootsuite. It will have every single profile connected right there. And you can time when those retweets go out. You can time when your tweets go out. And mm-hmm. that way you're actually there. It's during the peak hours. So the peak hours are between 10 and 2, uh, 10 and 4, but the, the peak peak is, is like 1 to 2. And so as much as possible, try to get your content out throughout that time period. Uh, you can that, really take advantage yeah, of, yeah. of times when the more people are likely to be on sharing, um, sharing your content. But I think that's, a, that's an absolute wonderful um, strategy. Mm-hmm. Great input, Joy. This has been so much fun. I just love discussing this topic, especially with you. And uh, I want to thank you for being here. And you can find Joy at leverage-pr.com. Make sure and join us next week with Mike McCollowitz. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just